Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today Apology Desk, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 300 and something. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless Tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for lifetime membership. Listen to the end credits for more information. This is Lord Cash. And this is Second Apologist Mark. This is Lord Jim. <laughs> and uh, the apology we want to give is because I was reading, and I, I very seldom read the comments because, you know, it's the internet. People complain about stuff. And uh, one of the things, you know, that they complained about was, you know, that they uh, don't have input or something like that. I mean, that's why we changed our intro. You know, I asked people, what do you want? And so everybody said, put in the clips. And it's like, okay, fine. But we got one, actually, we got two complaints that we were insulting to the LGBTQ community. And the only thing that I could possibly think, and, and the timing of the, uh, the comments was during the Lynn's poll, is that it was about the Title IX stamps. So I just wanted to say, we are not against LGBTQ at all. Personally, you know, I probably am going to get really in trouble for this, but I don't care and they care as much about me as I care about them. You know, it is whatever you want to do, have a ball, do it. We do stamp collecting. But I can't, and during the Title IX, what we did was we said it was really poorly timed because the trans people, there were a couple of trans guys that were just dominating women's sports at the time. Right. There was a swimmer in the college level, and there was a hockey player. Oh, and a wrestler? Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, there were several. And so if we came across as insulting, please, we were not insulting them. We were insulting the post office. We were insulting the stamps. And the government, and, which, well. which should not be offensive to everyone, anyone. Um I would just like to say sincerely, I offer my apology, and I would like to tell all the listeners that if you have not been insulted by our witless Tosh, please continue to listen, and we'll get around to you soon. (laughs) If I can can invoke my best John Candy impression, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um... It wasn't meant as an LGBTQ. Oh, we were also insulted about uh, the um, the hip hop stamps. Or I'm sorry, we weren't. We were we, criticized. We were also we were also criticized for the hip hop stamps. Now that one I take full credit for, because in my opinion, the hip hop stamps were one of the worst issues ever issued because. It literally promoted graffiti. It had graffiti art as a thing that was celebrated on a postage stamp. 
Now, you know, one person said, well, yeah, you know, the, the people who are on the podcast probably all voted for Trump. <laughs> I will tell everybody I didn't. I, I don't know. Did you guys? We It never bring, comes up. Did you guys vote for Trump? Which election? Either. <laughs> I didn't vote for him in either one. But Wait, I also didn't did vote for run? I, I also didn't vote for the Democrat in either one either. So it's, um, you know, every so often a person will post and they'll post something anti-Republican or somebody will post something anti-Democrat. And all we say, we are exactly the same, except you hate one political party and I hate two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the, it's the old adage, um, stamp collectors would understand, they came out in 1950s, they came out with the Comrade Stalin stamp in Russia, and it was a complete failure because people kept spitting on the wrong side of the stamp. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing, and it has nothing to do with stamp collecting except that a stamp collecting company got it. And I just wanted to point this out because... Here at PSE, we have a TI guy, or a, a TI guy, an IT, IT guy. Yeah. What is a TI guy? Texas Instruments? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so an IT guy. And uh, I gave him this uh, domain registration thing. It was a bill for $225. And he gave it back to me and highlighted all this stuff that should have clued me off immediately. Like on the very bottom, hidden inside of the paragraph, it says, this is not a bill. They're requesting that you transfer to them and stuff like that. So uh, I just thought this was interesting because if I actually read it, I'd say, oh, yeah, this is somebody just looking for business. But it was only $225. So I can see a lot of companies out there going, uh, $225 uh, looks legit here and cutting the check. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're against wasting money. That's why. We uh, use lords and ladies here because we are saving money by not buying a square foot of land in Scotland, but instead buying stamps stamps, and uh, membership to Stamp Show here today. Yep, and we are against domain name registration uh, fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a big stance That's there. Right. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one. Okay, so uh, we were going to talk about the stamps that we got and that we are uh, looking at today. And so I just got, you know, a couple stamps back. I, I submitted stuff to PSE, even though I work here. As a matter of fact, I do it because I work here. I get a discount. But I got a uh, big, huge, giant number 26A, which is the three-cent Washington with the breaks in the frame lines between the stamps. And this one is cool because it shows a break in the top frame line, and then it shows that there's a stamp above it. Yeah, the partial a partial capture of the uh, of the uh, stamp above. Yeah, and then from left to right, it, it's a straight edge on the left side, and then it shows part of the stamp on the right side. So left to right, it's just this huge giant stamp, which makes it look cool. Um, and it has a cancel, which is the number 18 or slash 18. Mark said slash 18. Right. So could be either, but it's interesting that it just has a manuscript cancel 18. But I wanted to talk about number 26A's because it's one of the stamps I specialize in. Yeah. And it, that's a tough one because 
the the only difference is the is the frame line, the left and right frame line, don't go all the way to the next stamp. No. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I have, and if people had been listening to my little uh, um, Relics of History podcast and stuff like that, I love stamps of the Industrial Revolution. And in my opinion, this is one of the most, one of the original modern stamps that the post office did because the difference why they break between the stamps is because they're hand drawn in, which also means that they're not perfectly straight and not perfectly even. So they were using artistry. They were using mastery. They were, they had their master engravers out there improving the designs of these stamps. And so they pulled the plate out and when they'd, you know, put on their uh, little, uh, magnifying goggle things and they'd go through and they'd touch up all the frame lines. They'd draw all the frame lines in. Then they got into mass production. And so what they ended up doing was they'd put a ruler down and just take an all and just scratch a line from the top to the bottom. No artistry, just, you know, make sure that the ruler is straight and you got a straight line going from top to the bottom. Done. Well, that's why they're continuous, is because it's a single rule line instead of individually cut by some master engraver. Well, one of the things that people misidentify most is that the obviously the ruler at the top doesn't go to infinity. You know, it goes to the top of the top stamp and the bottom of the bottom stamp. So if you have a stamp that's at the top, you'll see the frame line ending at the top. Or a bottom stamp, the frame line ends at the bottom. So you will see a break in the frame line on literally 20% of the stamps. 10% top, 10% bottom. And this is on number 26. This is number 26, the cheapo one. And just to clarify too, a lot of times the bottom is perfor- the perforations cut into the design and you can't tell whether it stops or not. Yeah. So that's the tough part is, you know, a 26A, a lot of times won't show the break because of the perforating. Mm-hmm. And a number 26, which is the cheaper, and by the way, the pricing on this, a number 26A catalog is about $125. And a number 26, I think, catalog's 15 so it's almost 10 times more. Is that for the mint stamp? No, for used. For used. A used number 26A is $125. So if 20% of the stamps show a break if they're the top or the bottom, then how do you protect yourself? Well, actually, it's kind of easy because at the top, there's actually a variety that says um, gap on gap over lower left rosette. I think that's what it says, but it says something like that. And what it was is when they were putting the transfer die down, it didn't transfer well. So there's like this little white spot. There's this gap. Just to the left of the number right over the rosette. Correct. Uh, above the, there's 
On the bottom, it says three cents. Right. The T in three, above that, there's a circular design rosette. rosette. And then above that is where that white gap is. So it's over the rosette. Right. Over the three. Yeah, normally there'd be hash marks. Right. It would would be the full design. It would be be nice little, you know, tassel work. Mm -hmm. So if you see that and you see a break at the top, and it's a major red flag. Now, the hitches is at 26As also have that gap. So if it's a top row and you see a break at the top, it still could be a 26A, but maybe not. Then down at the bottom, when they lined up the rulers, especially on the left side, they'd always put a little tick mark, little dash. And a lot of times that dash shows. It could, you know, some people describe it as low uh, double frame line or something like that. It's really not a double frame line. It's a guideline. So if at the bottom left you see like a doubling of the frame line, again, they did the same thing on 26As as 26As. But when you see that doubling at the bottom and you see a break at the bottom, you got it's a big, huge, giant red flag. That it's a 26. It could be either. Huh. Now, here is my, um, it, it isn't 100%, but it's a, good w- uh, it's a good place to start. As the bottom left corner of the stamp, for some reason the stamps were kind of put in a little crooked. So the bottom left corner, if the frame line touches the bottom left corner, it is always a number 26. If it's clear of the bottom left corner, then it doesn't mean it's a number 26A. It doesn't mean it's a number 26. It's just, it could be either one. But it touches so often at the bottom left corner that it's a good way to just go through and say 26, 26, 26. And again, you're talking about 10 times more value. So uh, that's one of the stamps I got back. Have you gotten any? You got a bunch of stuff back today. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm generally uh, pleased with my ability to uh, pick out better stamps these days. (laughs) Uh, Because after after you do it for a while, you start to pick out, oh, yeah, I got to definitely check to, you know, for reperforation, or I've definitely got to check for, uh, you know, any kind of flaws like inclusions, because all that kind of stuff is going to count against the stamp if you're going for grade. Yeah, uh, shout out to Stan Shep. Great guy. Um, he submitted a number 11. Had jumbo huge margins. And it was a grade 98. But at the top, it had like little scuffs. And so those are what we called XMFs. They're faults that will lower the grade, but they are not mentioned on the stamp or the certificate. So you still get a clean cert. But they do keep you from getting the higher grade. So he, this is an imperforated stamp, U.S. number 11. I'm sorry, it was a U.S. number 10. That's why he returned it, because uh, it was badly sulfurated, and we couldn't tell whether it was a 10 or 11. So we sent it back and said, fix it, just, right. just like we were talking about the last episode. Yes, mm-hmm. with the magic screen. Yeah, so he cleaned it up and said, here you go, this is the real color. And so it came back, and we go, Yes, and also you plated it. <laughs> so thank you very much. The plating proves whether it's a 10 or 11 also. So it had those little scuffs. It unfortunately didn't get a 98. It got a 95. 
and I know he's a listener, so uh, if you listen to this before you get it in the mail, you know what's coming in the mail for you. Yeah, the um, I got a got back a um, eight thirty four five dollar Prexi used ninety five J. That was kind of my best eyeballing. Yeah, I mean, I just I picked that out of a collection or an album or somewhere, you know, and just oh, that's really centered nicely. Yeah, I just bought a collection. As a matter of fact, I'm I was called by uh, oh I forget. Gosh, I'd give him a shout out if I could remember the name. Um, a nonprofit got a donation of a stamp collection, and they brought it to us because they said, you know, this has been sitting around. We want to get rid of it. Tell us how much it's worth. And it was written up at $7,500. That was the value of the donation. And he brought it in, and I go, well, first of all, the UN, you know, that's, that's not going to be real valuable. So he took out the UN. But then the U.S. collection, it was like volume one, which was small. It wasn't like a normal album. It was a smaller album. So volume one didn't have anything in it. Then volume two was missing. And then volume three on was postage. And so in the end, I'm going, you know, somebody said this was worth $7,500. Something is either missing or somebody lied about how much this is worth. But they actually gave me a phone call and said, is your $500 offer still on the table? And honestly, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I mean, so I remember seeing him and I remember talking about this stuff and, you know, giving him the bad news that there's something missing here. Either somebody lied when it was donated or somebody removed part of this. So I'm going to drive out there and if, if it's worth 500 bucks, I'll buy $500. But, you know. I know that Scott English at the APS goes through the same thing where they'll get $100,000 of stamps donated to them. And uh, he sits there and goes, I'm spending more on storing this stuff than it's worth. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth 100000 Let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, I got some uh, Kansas, Nebraska overprints. Very nice. And uh, these are the California ones. Ah, so these are the, the fakes? fakes? Yeah, California fakes. And one of them, they actually used the correct stamp. Which is unusual. Yeah. And how you tell Kansas, Nebraska fakes. Now, again, this doesn't tell you it's real. It tells you it's fake. So both of these have one gum breaker. If they have two gum breakers or five or six, depending on how they fall, they're going to be either the earlier printing or the later printing. The printing that these guys were done, and they weren't done over a really long period of time, they did it during this period where there's only one gum breaker. Well, these two, out of the entire set, these two happened to be on one gum breaker. The other ones were all on the wrong gum breakers. And... Uh, Mark, you you know about gum breakers. Why don't you tell people what they are? Right. Uh, these these are um, 
both very convincing stamps because the uh, the color is correct um, because the Kansas Nebraskas were uh, all printed with a, a sort of a limited stack of, of, of each value and so the color is generally the same and um, so the color on these kind of matches it but uh, this like these have the single gum breaker on the back which is which is the horizontal gum breaker but the uh, vertical ridges are very muted to the point that it's all almost smooth so that's kind of a um, kind of a red flag there um, on well, it's not a red the, flag they're they're fake yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean when you're when you're looking at it just uh, you know just when you uh, first pull it out and, and, and turn it over and you see that um, that there's one gum breaker but the but the gum itself is kind of smooth and you're missing those vertical gum breakers uh, that's when you definitely want to take a second look and the gum breakers were put in because when they started making rotary press stamps the gum was causing the paper to curl and the perforations were breaking and so you would have this the sheets just disintegrate you yeah know, and they, they wouldn't sit flat in the in the in the clerks they fall into pieces yeah. and everything so what they did was they basically had put ridges in the back and if you look at the back of a mint stamp from this era it'll have like a i don't know what would you call it a speed bump yeah looks a like a speed bump going horizontally across the stamp so one gum breaker is one speed bump, two gum breakers is two speed bumps. They're 22 millimeters apart from each other, just FYI. So you always will have two. It's not like they can be cut. Uh, and then the other one is like they had five or six speed bumps going across it. With the later issue. Yeah. No, actually, that's the earlier one. The first one first had... First issue. Yeah, the first... They went from five or six to one to two and, and that was basically because of the spacing of the bars the breaker bars between yeah um on the stamps so that the the one that had one was spaced far enough apart that never hit the stamp twice actually except yeah <laughs> Right at the very, very top and right at the very, very bottom. Yeah, you could have them where there are two, but they are like on the perf tips of the top and the perf, perf tips, tips of, of the, the bottom. bottom yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's just one way of telling. The, the California, there's a Southern California and a Northern California. Um, what That's the, in quotes, the fakes of the overprints. And the easiest way, I think, to tell the... Um, Southern is, I think it's the Southern one that um, is the um, space, the the length of the overprint is the wrong size. Also, there it's is shorter. a slight bend. Well, that's, the nor yeah, the Northern California one has that bend in the letters. Yeah. So that if you're looking at it, the K and sometimes the S is lower than the other letters. Yeah. So it's kind of got a little large or something. So, yeah, I bought a collection, uh, walked in uh, some little lady in Bakersfield, gave, you know, the uh, son or grandson or something. She gave the collection to him. Then she passed away. And he says, you know, I really don't collect stamps. Let's try to sell these. So he brought them in. 
and I was looking through it, and you know, there is the tough part because uh, I'm I'm too honest. I mean, I, <laughs> I I I fully after this one, I fully acknowledge that it's like, well, you know, they've got a full set of uh, Kansas Nebraska's here. That's worth 150 bucks. So you know, I gave them 150. I added that on, and I think the whole thing was like. $800 or something. I forget what I paid. I think it was $825. And uh, all of a sudden, $150 of that value disappeared because they're all fake. Right. So, you know, if you had brought this to, a, I can see why they sold it to me because I'm probably the highest person who gave them an offer. Uh, you know, a normal dealer would have said, oh, I'll give you 200 bucks for everything, which would have been a ripoff. Yeah. But, you know, so, they, yeah. would, they would have bought it thinking the uh, Kansas Nebraska's were legitimate, though. Yeah. Yeah, is what you're saying, yeah. So, uh, that. It's mm. it's hard, especially on used stamps where you don't have the gum breaker visible. You know, it's harder to tell because uh, you don't have that aspect of it. It's easy to, uh, if you have to do it by color and the way the overprint looks, it's just a little bit more examining that's involved. And then let's see. I, and speaking of fakes, I noticed on eBay um, the banner ads now include the uh, fake stamps from the CCP. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. So the Canadians are advertising on eBay. Well, there. I just saw, too, they are faking the frog stamps. Hmm. So the frog stamps are going to be hitting the market from uh, those evil Canadian counterfeiters. Right. The, uh, <laughs> it's, I'm sure we'll get canceled because, uh, you know, some Canadian person will say, hey, <laughs> hey we're not faking these. And, and we, we apologize go, <laughs> to Canadians. And we go, we know you're not. We're doing <laughs> it. We're doing it as a joke because we, whenever we call out the actual ones, we get like demonetized <laughs> and kicked off platforms and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I go back to the original beginning of the the podcast if we haven't offended you yet just stick around <laughs> but we don't mean to it's mostly sarcasm yeah so so uh a form of humor by the way suffice it to say we are aware that the counterfeiting is done by the same people who floated the balloon over wyoming yeah. <laughs> all right those canadians <laughs> have you have you been talking to any dealers that uh that routinely buy uh, mint stamps at a percentage of face at, as to how they're handling the situation? Oh, I see it all the time. I just bought a large amount of um, forever stamps. And this was actually in a collection. And so Dave Cobb, shout out to Dave Cobb, he sells me the forever stamps at 80% of face. And he can't really get more than that. Now, I buy them because they're in a collection. You know, I put them together, and I'm a stamp collector and stuff. So, you know, these are real ones. But the problem is, is that there are stuff that used to sell for 50% of face is now going for literally 25% of face. It is so hard right now to sell face value stuff because you have to compete. The benchmark was... 
you're going to use it for 100% of the face value. So buying it at 75% saved you 25%. Well, now you can save 50% by buying counterfeit stamps. So you, that's the top benchmark now. You have to go less than 50%. So people are going a third or a quarter. And, you know, it's really destroying the values of a lot of people's stamp collections. Because an average stamp collection between, and I forget what it was, I think it's uh, like 1935 and 1975. has 50 bucks in face in it. Not including the $5 values because you pull those out all the time. But it's like $50 in face. So you'd always be able to get 25 bucks for it. 30 bucks for it. 40 bucks for it. Now, you know, people don't want it. It's it's really, really harsh. And it's very hard to use three-cent postage stamps to pay 63 cents. Oh, yeah. you got to have a very big envelope. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the other one was um, a person had the self-stick 10-cent weather vane stamps from 1974, I think it is. Yeah, the one-centers? No, the 10-centers. Oh, 10-centers. The, the first self-stick. The first self oh, The oh, Christmas okay. issue. The Christmas issue. Right. And, you know, you could put six of them on, and they're self-stick. Right. So, you know, they aren't prohibitively, you know, you, you could use them. But you can't because they don't stick to right. anything. Three of them fall off. Yeah, because after 50 years, the glue literally doesn't stick anymore. So all of a sudden, you have those that in the person brought in. Oh, man, he had 20 sheets of them. And everybody just said, we can't use them. Yeah. So let's see. I also got a U.S. number one on cover certified. Nothing special about it. I just got the certificate because, you know, I don't pay full price because I'm one of the owners. <laughs> but but the uh, oh, one thing that uh, happened over the last couple of weeks is my eBay sales finally are picking up for overseas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dollar is now down to basically par again. It's like 1% up. But it was 17% up. And so everybody overseas who bought from me because, you know, I get paid in U.S. dollars. You're paying in pounds or euros or, you know, whatever else. And you had to pay 17% more for the stamps. And it just destroyed my overseas sales. I mean, they just fell to, you know, 5% of what they normally were. Well, now they're starting to pick back up again because that 17% cost of dealing with the United States has gone. Now we'll see what happens with the economy on that because that's one of the things that was keeping us, you know, keeping us technically out of a recession was a really strong dollar. Now that it's not really strong, we'll see what happens. But I mean, if you haven't listened to my economic podcast, you know, go back and listen and you can call me out on, you know, being wrong or whatever, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think that we're going to be hitting a recession, and that's going to drop the bottom out of the bottom of the market. And we're going to have high inflation. That's going to increase the top at the top of the market. So we'll see what happens. Anything else? What did you buy lately, Jim? Lately? Uh, covers. I'm, a, I'm mostly buying covers. 
and I look for unusual stamps on cover or high-value stamps on cover. And what'd you find? The most recent one, it was actually a piece of a wrapper, but it had two uh, Washington Franklin $2. Uh, What is that, the 524? No, that's the orange, isn't it? Five, yeah, something like that. Five twenty-seven or something. Yeah. It, anyway, yeah, it had a pair of those with some other values, um, fifty cent Washington Franklin, and uh, on a little wrapper piece. And how much was that? Oh, I don't remember now. Thirty dollars, maybe. No, oh, that sounds really it's, cheap. It's cheap for the two stamps, but it's kind of rare to find that on anything other than a tag or a flight cover. Yeah. So flight covers? Yeah, uh, the the $2 was used on, on some of the Zeppelin flights. Oh. You know, paying part of the rate and with other values. So you find them occasionally that way. But to find them used actually on a wrapper which is even though it's only a piece of a parcel wrapper, it definitely is the legitimate use for it. Very cool. So that's what I look for is oddball things. Now, when this posts, are we in mid-February? Well, we record on Tuesdays and they go up on Thursday. So, Oh, so okay. So we have a stamp show coming up, Arapex. Arapex. Yes. Yep. Uh, February 17th through the 19th. Is that something you're going to? I am not because I'm out of money. Ah. <laughs> And just as a note, it looks like the Las Vegas stamp show is is going to have to go in search of a new location because the location costs went up. So uh, we'll still do our annual show at the uh, Orleans Hotel. That'll be a really, really big show. And that's in December. But the uh, little club show, I think, because, um, you know, it's a club show. So it can't afford a lot of money. I think it has to, like, search for someplace that's cheap. The parking lot at Sunset Park. Right. You know, I was thinking like... Just put a tent up. Yeah, like, you know, I remember going to the swap meet. Yeah. And they used to have a group of baseball cards. Well, actually, all sports cards, because I collected football cards, and I'd go. And they would put up a tent. Yep. And the, the guy would have, like, two spots, and he'd be selling stuff. And then in the back, we'd all sit around and trade and talk about and buy and sell uh, the sports cards that we had. And like I said, I had uh, football cards and I'd bring my binder down and hardly ever sell anything, but it was a social event. thing. Sure. So I could very, you know, too bad we can't do something like that with stamps because they'd all blow away. Right. Uh, And then the weekend after Airpex is San Diego. I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going to San Diego. And Sean, my son, will have a uh, his railroad perfins on cover exhibited there. Ah, good. Yeah, going for gold. Go for gold. There you go. Well, he it, it's it's kind of funny because he he got a silver, and then Mike Mayer, who <laughs> you were talking about today, right? Very God, the nicest guy you're ever going you need, to meet. Need to give a shout out to Mike. Yeah, Mike, uh, if you're a listener, and I don't know if you are or not, uh, you're a great guy. <laughs> 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 but he he is a top top exhibitor, and he gave Sean a bunch of my son Sean a bunch of 
comments of things that he needs to do with the exhibit and then he's going to do them and then resubmit it. I, I don't think it's possible for him to get a gold because, you know, the points just don't work. But maybe as a youth exhibitor, he has, you know, they give some different thing. But he, you know, he got the grand last time. He got a youth grand with a silver. Hmm. That's very good. Yeah, so... Uh, it's a very interesting exhibit, by the way. Yeah. Maybe this time I'll get a, a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> a real prize. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else? Nope, Sir Jim is out. Keep collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkon was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.